The Cardiff City Show on GTFM is sponsored by Moonerums, your local personal injury solicitors. Get in touch by calling Cardiff 02920 483 615. That's Cardiff 02920 483 615. On the show tonight, we got uh, once again Al Worth. Great to have Al back as a regular on the show. Good evening, Steve. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, and we got two rival uh, sports journalism fans. We got. Um, uh, James Williams, second year at the University of Gloucestershire. Welcome back, James. Good to see you again. I see you um, too. Ben Thomas uh, from the University of South Wales, year three. It's like University Challenge going on here, nearly. <laughs> A little bit. Um, I'll come to you. I'll come to you first, Al. Actually, talking about yeah. the uh, the match on Saturday, not the most entertaining, but um, no. it, it, we didn't lose. Uninspiring, but it was the sort of game that we would have definitely would have lost, you know, not that long ago. Um, you know, both managers came out, Morrison in particular came out and said, look, from the off, it was it looks like it was going to be nil-nil. Um, I was surprised how good Preston were. Um, and looking back on it, I think a, a draw was actually a good point. Um, so, yeah, from, from my perspective, the good thing is our expectations, Morrison's raised our expectations now, hasn't he? So I think we all thought we were just going to turn up. Um the wind played havoc in the first half. You know, trying to watch yeah, the game. It, did, didn't it, 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 yeah. wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable. No, it just wasn't enjoyable at all. Um, put it behind us, though. You know, if we had a point there, then beat Stoke on Wednesday. You know, it's been a job well done, really, isn't it? I would say. Um, yeah, I, I suppose you know we're kind of um, becoming a bit complacent now about you know moving further and further away from the drop um, because you know it looks it looks looks pretty clear now. We're, we're not, that's not going to happen, and I don't. I'm not even thinking about that now. For, so looking at the match on the weekend, um, you know, it was a nil-nil draw. It was a fairly boring nil-nil draw, but I thought, and don't, don't misconstrue this, it was it was like, you know, it's great to see Cardiff City playing championship-style football. So I thought style of football-wise, you know, we, we were n- near identical, really. You know, there was I didn't think there was an awful lot between the two sides. And I suppose in a way that shows that we're making steady progress, Al, would you say? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And starting to see, I know we are changing, but starting to see a strong 11, if that makes any sense. You know, previously, yeah, yeah. you know, basically it was like shuffling cards, wasn't it, sometimes under McCarthy? But, you know, yes. and I don't think Morrison's got his favourites. He's just playing the best players that we've got um, week in, week out. So, yeah, we look, we, you know, we look, we look strong. Um, special mention, I suppose, to, to Smithies with that save. Um, second half was absolutely outstanding, and he's yeah. doing it week in, week out at the moment. Yes, and um, we'll come on to talking later more about your players out of contract and so we will, on. Yeah, particularly him, maybe. Yeah, I can't imagine that we're ever going to keep him. Um, no, but but he's still pulling up those saves. Um, perhaps he's angling for a move come the end of the season. <laughs> you just don't well, know. Maybe. Um, I mean, he's he's always been a good he's always been a good keeper. I mean, we yeah, some of these keeper keeper keeper. the week he was their player of the season before he came to us. Yeah, yeah. but he's. A couple of the, the, the saves he's made in the last two home games have been like world class, absolutely incredible. Um, it's a funny thing, though, isn't it? You know, um, like when we when we played in, against Marshall the other week, you know, keepers that we have a kind of a bond with. Smithies comes on, you know, he runs to the home man, sort of goes, gets yeah. in the goal, and he gets like that kind of same response back. There's not, it doesn't seem to be a real kind of kinship and warmth towards him, even though he's a really good keeper. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strange, yeah. I suppose he's not one that we've really identified with. Um, in some of the ways that we have historically with other keepers, um, yeah, he's, he's doing well. Be interesting to see. I think bring this in, bringing this in on later, but I'm, it, it kind of goes well with what we're talking about. Um, Andy Dibble was at scouting last week at Crew v Portsmouth. Um, now 
why would you send a keeper scout in unless it's going to go and see a, a keeper? So basically, whoever's in goals for Crew or Portsmouth that evening is obviously on our radar. Well, um, if only we had some sports journalists around the place. I know. Someone's going to know the Portsmouth keeper because um, someone someone behind me on Saturday knew the Portsmouth keeper and said I was bound to be him. And I'd never heard of him. So, you know. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a case in point, Addy Dibble. Now he's a keeper I've got fond memories of. And um, I, I mean, we've got the, the comments coming in, as usual, online, no, no doubt. But I, I wonder who, who um, City fans, who your favourite keepers have been over the over the years. Let's get a, let's get a few of those uh, a few of those uh, coming in. Um, James, you, you only saw, I think, highlights of the game on, on, on the weekend. Um, and you were, but you were talking about that goal, you know, uh, inverted commas, towards the end. Um you know, obviously, we all thought it should have stood because you know he was playing in a Cardiff City football shirt. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. But um, you you had the pleasure of seeing the replays. It was fairly blatant foul. You said it was really unnecessary the challenge. Anyway, yeah, it was just one of those ones. I think wasn't it? I think the ref, the ref had his eyes on. Obviously, you look at Uche and the size he is. I think there's always an eye on a player like him with his physicality. Yeah. I think the ref's eyes were already sort of on him anyway, and I, there was a bit of jostling. So I think the referee was. But it's one of those ones where his mind's ninety-five percent made up. All it takes is a little bit of contact, and he's going to blow up. But I think if you look, if you do watch it back, I think without the foul, the defender nowhere, nowhere really near it. It's probably the goal stands kind of thing. But I think that's just it's just one of those ones. I don't think there's any real complaints about it. I think goal gets given, no one really complains about it. But but no, I think it was just like Al said, it's just one of those one of those classic championship games. I think one that I think Cardiff pressed at nil nil on a Saturday afternoon is very of championship or normal championship. But like Carl said, again, Preston, they, they were quite impressed. I think obviously we played him twice already this year and that's the first time we played him under Ryan Lowe because obviously it was Frankie McAvoy at the start of the season. And they're definitely a different side to what they were before. But no, I think I think with the run we've had recently, a point against them, I think their form since he's come in is, is right up there in terms of Preston. So I think it's a good point to take for definite and then it's just move on to Stoke now and we just got to keep looking forward I think like you mentioned earlier Steve before the show Swansea's the one we got our eye on now isn't it so uh, yeah that's right it's, it's, it's com- coming ever nearer and we're, and we're going ever nearer to them look at our smiling now look we're catching them <laughs> <laughs> we're catching I love them. it catching I love them. it I absolutely love it I tell you All what I did, I did a little um, the, the Cardiff Ryman slang wasn't it on, uh, on Saturday night I don't know what you're Gary Medine um, it was just, oh yeah yeah the gold machine uh, absolutely superb I mean we, we loved them. Yeah. that was actually the best part of Saturday afternoon finding out the Jacks gone went down and finding out that Gary Medine had scored because uh, yeah, all, all around me people started smiling and then and then the word got out it was Gary Medine you know who, who, who got that goal so you know got, he came he came good in the end didn't he yeah we, we've got Stoke home obviously Wednesday um, yeah. Swansea have got that long trip to Peterborough um, yeah never know I'm not saying we could go above them but uh-huh. Go on, say we could go above them. I think we will go above them. Anyway, here we go. Let's well, hope you're right. Blackpool should have won by more, apparently. And, um, uh, you know, the Swansea fans really unhappy with the, with the form. Uh, and let's, let's hope the bad form uh, continues. Um, huge possession, though, Steve. Sorry, they're huge possession. Massive possession. Well, then. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> Coming to you, Ben. The thing with the uh, with 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 the Preston game, uh, the way the way I I read it was a little bit of kind of um, familiarity breeds contempt. You know, since it's the th- third time a season we played each other, it was almost like we kind of one move ahead of each other. You know, it was almost like a, a, a game of chess, really, and we kind of knew what 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 everyone was do was going to do. The FA Cup game wasn't great. You know, we won that two one an extra time. So, um, you know, how how pleased are you with us? You know, pulling off a draw against Preston at home? Are you kind of Grimly satisfied, or you know, what's your I'm, thoughts? 
I'm quite happy with the point against Preston because they're a difficult side to play. They've got good defence. They beat Bournemouth the other week, I do believe. Yeah, they did. Bournemouth, Bournemouth are flying high. So mm. I think you've seen them beat teams, turn them over and play well against them. And I thought we did quite well. I've seen some of the game back. Obviously, I thought Uche played quite well when he came on. He did. He did really well, I thought. Really well. Yeah, created a lot of chances and he seemed to be the one going forward who looked like he broke the deadlock. Yeah. Um, I think you said he was a main reason as to why the goal was disallowed as well, but obviously that's what you get with the physicality of him. I thought we played, I thought it was quite a good game. Well, obviously not a great game, obviously, but I thought a point against them was good and it'll be difficult against Stoke on Wednesday because they're just above us now. I'm pretty sure we can go level on points with them and I think it'll be quite a similar game to what it was against Preston. I think mm. both difficult teams to break down obviously you said we played them in the FA Cup and it took extra time to get past to get another goal past them so I think looking back is a good point and it takes the season further away from the the relegation zone we're now on 43 points I believe that yeah one point and, and and we've just gone above Bristol City so yeah, yeah. not so bad so, is it it's not so bad it's always uh, happy to go above them so I well, thought it was a good point Actually, Ben, I, I looked through the results since um, uh, Steve, Steve Morrison first took over the, the job, and we're averaging pretty well a point and a half. Mm. So a point and a half over a season generally gets you there or about the playoffs, you know, knocking on the door of the playoffs. So bearing in mind, you know, there's going to be a massive change of, of, of personnel at the end of this, this season. There's a lot, a lot of youngsters in there. That, that's, that's quite encouraging, isn't it, looking ahead? We've we've said last time I was on here, we said that we have a lot of youth coming through and it was a good reason to stick with Morrison. And I think he's proved us right with that. Yeah. You've seen the last few months, all the youngsters have come in and they've proved their worth in the sides and they've cemented their places. You see Isaac Davis, when he first came in, Steve Morrison wasn't his biggest fan, but he's proved him right. Joel Bagan, again, he's now one of our top goal scorers. And it's just going to get stronger. Steve Morrison has the connection with the youth because he used to be there obviously <clears throat> i think the more it goes forward the more we add in at summer it's just going to be a good thing going forwards i think next season it's going to be a strong we're going to be quite a strong side and i think we're going to be one of those sides where teams do not want to come down to cardiff to face us i think earlier this season teams mm. came to us and just dominated the ball scored past us but with the youngsters in they've all got added motivations to stay in in summer because our recruitment's got a lot better. So I think I think it's been a promising few months with Morrison. And you look back at some of these games where we've got a point or we've just lost. I think we could have a lot more points on the board. I look back at West Brom, could have beaten them away. Huddlesfield, obviously they scored two in the last few minutes, which was heartbreaking and the drive back was disgusting. But I think we've got unlucky in places. Obviously we've had a few results that haven't gone well, but QPR as well. That's been a place where we have not liked going over the last few yeah. years. Haven't won in London since 2017. And two on the scoreboard that day was Isaac Davis and Ruben Colwell. So going back to your point, the youngsters, they've been sensational since they've come in and it's just going to get even better. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, Al, Steve Morrison's got to take a lot of credit for that, for, 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 for building up that, you know, prior to taking on the, the manager's role, building them up, you know. Yeah. And the good thing is that there's such competition for the shirt now all around all around um, yeah, the team. But Alfie Doughty had a pretty poor game, actually, on Saturday. And Began was there to, to come on. The difference, as soon as Began came on, you could see it. We, it was quite obvious Doughty was going to be, be hauled off. 
he's got that competition there. Um, and they they've got Youngs to take, take another youngster's place. Um, fantastic. Yeah, all, all testament to him. And the great the great thing is you look at the league table, is how when he came in, I think we had second or third worst goal difference in the in the whole um in the whole league. It was really, really bad. And now we're sort of level um in terms of um our goal difference with with Swansea. With, with Swansea, head, yeah. head of Bristol City. Um, so we're on minus minus twelve today. Yeah, I think we were. There we are. We were minus twelve. Swansea minus twelve. Bristol City now minus eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, ben mentioned there about the Q, about um, the, the QPR win. I mean, it's huge. If you think about it now, they've gone up now to fourth because they beat Luton didn't they, on the weekend. Um, so that you know that what an impressive result that was there. So yeah. it's very diff- it's, it's it's rare at the moment to get any City fans criticising City, which is. You know, that's really unheard of, isn't it? During uh, during our lifetime, you've normally you've got yeah. someone who's got. You know, there's no point in the show continuing if that you know if that goes on. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> but there doesn't seem to be that many boo. There doesn't seem that many boo boys. Um, no, no. Or if there was, you know, you, you like to Bakuna, he bombed him out. And yeah. I was thinking on Saturday, you know, no, especially with the youngsters, I suppose none of the crowd were getting on the backs of any of the players. Um, which you know, it's rare for City, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there'll not normally be one. I think I think you're right. I mean, all all those players who, who were under that kind of pressure, none, none of them are, are, are playing. You know, most of them aren't, well, they're not even even in the squad. You know, Marlon Packler took took a lot of abuse. He, he's not there at the moment. Curtis is apparently coming back from injury. Sean Morrison. Sean Morrison, yeah, yeah, of course he's. Well, we will see. We'll see him playing again uh, for City. Uh, are there any uh, comments coming through? Well, we're going back to the goalkeeping thing. Unless there's more coming through, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the goalkeeping thing for a bit. Anyway, yeah, I mean, the, so we've had um, Richard Davis going back to the comment earlier about Crew saying Crew are our feeder club. Well, obviously, Ryan Wintle been fantastic, hasn't he, since he's come in? Yeah. Um, the lad NG, <laughs> um, our, our, our favourite, he's been absolutely brilliant, hasn't he, since he's come back in? Had a good game so, on the weekend, I thought, actually. Oh, yeah, really good. Um, Martin Edwards said Gavin Ward, Richard Davis, Ron Healy. Roger Hansbury, Gavin Ward, another mention, George Wood. Yeah. Um, Martin Edwards, Johnny Halworth with his dodgy knee. <laughs> um, Christian Roberts used to call him the honey monster. Uh, Steve, Steve Thomas, that's a, a good point, really. We had Tom Heaton and David Marshall at the same time. Two good keepers, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting. You, you've raised that point, really, because Smithies has never been a crowd favourite in the same no, way. No, and he's a really good keeper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you know, got Dylan Phillips in, uh, in the background. You know, he's he's been sitting on the bench a long time. He's he's, he's no bad keeper, is he? You know, he's, no, he's, no. so you know, get one more, get one more involved. If Smithies does does move on, then it's not 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 so bad. I want to ask you about another a bit a bit of a weird one, Al. You know, it might be me, maybe I'm just imagining this. I Am I right in thinking that they don't toss up on the pitch anymore to choose choice of ends? Because it seems like we always defend the Canton end and then attack it in the second half. Every I don't time. know. I don't know. Does anyone know? Richard Davis might know. Richard Davis will definitely know. You know, the thing with the old, you know, the old phone slipping around. Careful, careful with that. The <laughs> um, last Richard Davis, okay. He was good at flipping, shall I say. Yeah. Uh, so, do, do you know... Adam, Adam Jones, sorry, Adam Jones, uh, they started to refresh a few now. Adam Jones said, couldn't believe on Saturday, actually saw Ryan Wintle give the ball away. He is human wow, after. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. Adam Brown, surprised Neil Alexander, hasn't been mentioned yet in the goalkeeper's debate. Good keeper, yeah. Um... Adam Brown, I think it's unfair that Steve to say Steve Morrison wasn't Isaac Davis' biggest fan. In fact, he knew he'd get a reaction out of him when he called him out, and the club had benefited from that ever since. Again, that's his man management, I think, has been second to number with the kids, isn't it? I've got to be careful. Moswin Morris has just said it was a Seamus Kelly that he had Holworth ahead of him. Um, I know Mos lives over in, lives over in Ireland, and Seamus Kelly's 
obviously he's a fan, he's a fan of his. Um, yeah. So there we go. Didn't get any reaction there, thankfully. I'd be careful. I always read them before I read them out. <laughs> well done, well done. Um, as as a younger fan, James, have you got a favourite keeper in your in your your time watching City? I think from memory, I think Marshall's probably the one for me because obviously you look at Heat and you look back to the Cup final is the yeah. is the is the standout uh, from that. But in terms of Marshall obviously being there from the playoffs and finally it's Leicester in 2010 going through us into the Premier League for the first time obviously that was quite a big time for us in terms of getting to the Premier League I think that's one that for a younger generation me and Ben sort of similar age sort of thing I think is one that probably sticks out the most just for the, obviously the length of time he was here and, the, and the, the things we went through when he was there so I think him for me obviously he went he pretty shipped off pretty quickly didn't he when uh, when we got relegated straight to Hull and he had an absolute well, he was our, our most impressive player yeah. wasn't he because he had some good shots against him in the off yeah, season, yeah. didn't he? Just shot after shot. I think he went to Hull, conceded 13 goals in three games, and didn't play for the rest of that season. And that, so nice to see him back, obviously, against us with uh, QPR. Nice to see, because it is nice to see you know, the players that we, I think I've seen a tweet in the week about Danny Ward, and there's another player on it off, off key, just a player. Not always do well, City fans, any fans enjoy seeing old players do well, but there's the odd one you do. And I think the likes of Marshall and Ward are players like that. So for me, Marshall, yeah. What about you, Ben? Obviously, Marshall as well. We've had some dodgy keeps like Ben Amos, Lee Camp. I don't, not those two are my favourite, but I always loved um, Neil Etheridge. Obviously, his distribution wasn't there. Another good keeper, yeah. A good shot stopper, wasn't he? Yeah, you look back to that season where we went up, hmm. That he was a big reason as to why we got promoted in that year. Some of the saves he made were absolutely ridiculous. And in the Premier League, he made some amazing saves. Good penalty stops as well, if I remember, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, saved one at Bournemouth on the opening day of the season in the Premier League, I believe. So I, I love Neil Etheridge's distribution just let him down. Every time he got the ball, you thought, where is this going? You have to duck your head if you're in Rose Ed. It was just a nightmare with him. But I thought shot stops. He was a brilliant keeper. But like David Marshall, Neil Etheridge are up there with for me. Going back to our, going back to I suppose to near to our generation then, Steve. Okay. I mean, nowadays we we're quite used to having city players who um obviously make their international perspective, international squads. You know, we've had Scottish players and so on and so forth. Um, when I was growing up, with Phil Dwyer was obviously with, with Wales, and we had a keeper called Ron Healy who was called up to play for the Republic of Ireland. He made his debut at Poland, and then he came on against England at Wembley for a guy called Jerry Payton who played for Fulham. And I don't know if you remember, Steve, um, Kevin Keegan scored like one of the goals of the season, chipping over Ron Healy's head. But as a City fan. When Ron Healy ran on at Wembley, he was one of the only. But well, we didn't have any other internationals at the time, Steve, do we? And it was kind of, oh, well, Ron Healy, you know, he's done it, he's made it. Um, after he's played those two, this is real anorak stuff. Okay, you've got bear with me. No, 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 it's not. It's not. This is going on the goalkeepers' tops when we had the, the conversation about yeah. the Iranian goalkeepers' top the other week. After yeah. he played for Republic of Ireland, Ron Healy, when he played for City, he had the Bluebird on one side of his shirt and he had the Republic of Ireland badge on the other. Wow. I didn't, didn't know that. at the time. We didn't notice yeah. at the time. But yeah, if you look up, if you look back then, um so we also obviously a, a proud a proud Irishman. But I'm just saying special mention for Ron Healy. But going back then talking about having two keepers against each other when I was growing up, it was Bell, uh, Bill Irwin and Ron Healy. Yes. The two and they were fighting in the kind of the Shilton Clement sort of thing, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Bill Irwin, I, 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 Richard Davis again will step in, I'm sure, and, and, and let me know. Am I right in thinking? I and it's not because Bill Irwin was 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 a poor keeper; he wasn't. He just we got, got absolutely battered in two games he played in. I think we, I think we might, I think he might have let eleven goals in in two games, two consecutive games. 
I think we lost one six, one the other one five, something like that. No, I know, I, I don't know who's in goals, but I know, I know there was, I know the games. We lost yeah. six one at home to Sheffield United, mm. and then we lost six three away at Bolton. Yeah, I, th- I think Bill Irwin might have been in goal. There we go. Good but one. you know, but we, we got battered. But Bill Irwin was right up there for me. My favorite all-time keeper to put my 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 my, my thing out there, probably because again of that of that year. Ron Healy's my all-time favorite Cardiff City goalkeeper. There Andy Dibble again. Andy Dibble's quite prolific on social media. Um, yeah. He's great. He interacts. He's with like a really lovely guy as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. I told you didn't I? I, I saw him in a furniture shop the other day, and I just. My Do you recognise you from the phone? No, I was just like, oh my God, it's Andrew Dibble. Um, you know, really kind of starstruck again. But no, he interacts a lot. And he he, he said Ron Healy was really, really good because Dibble was 17 when he made his debut for us. Yes, he um, was. Yeah. And he was in a squad, 8 to 83, with five goalkeepers on that, that year. As opposed to five centre defenders. Yeah, with five goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, God, we're going off on real tangents here, aren't we? That's all right. Five right. goalkeepers, can you oh name it? Oh, okay. <laughs> that year, Eric Steele saved. We, we drew nil-nil down at Portsmouth. Yeah. And Eric Steele was on loan to us from Watford and he made match of day save of the season for Cardiff City when we were in Division right. 3. There we go. God, Steel, this, is, this is this is quality. This is, this is <laughs> golden, golden content. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Can we let, I'll let the I'll, I'll let the boys bring us up into like the twenty first right. century now. I'll, I'll go back to James, and I want to ask. Um, I, I was reading something on, on Wales Online uh, the other day, and I know Ben, you've done some stuff on Wales Online, I think, haven't you? Um, and they were talking about you know, a, a little, like everyone is now at the end of the season, you know, who's likely to stay, etc. But mostly, uh, in particular, looking at uh, looking at the low knees. So, um, what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on on Jordan Hugill so far? As a player, yeah, I've been quite impressed to be honest. I'm not, I think it was one of those. He was obviously prolific when he was at Preston, then he went to West Ham, didn't he? And then since then, it's been sort of Norwich loans, and he's struggled a little bit. But from what he's offered in terms of being able to hold the ball up and obviously get a few goals as well, I've been quite impressed. If you're talking about, I think I know which article about of what you read, and it's about whether he'll come back. I think the answer to that is probably no because of the wages. I think in terms of what we what we're looking at as as a model of the club going forward now is probably not something we take on. But from what we've got from him for this second half of the season, I've been quite impressed. But he's, he's probably one of the better performers, bar probably Drama and Doyle, but uh, I'd yeah. say, but I think in looking to the future, it's probably unlikely we'll see him pass into the season. But no, I've been impressed with him. So, I mean, he seems to be, you know, out of favour, doesn't he? Uh, you know, with, with his current club and his current club, obviously, you know, pretty pretty clearly going to be relegated. So uh, you know whether he moves on to whether he's moves on to an, another club at championship level or, or not, I don't know. But um, you know, I'd like I'd like I'd like to think you know you can you can only deal with the crosses that he gets, but um, I, I'd like to just see a little bit more goal action from him. And when we put the ball away, in the, you know, it was from the foul. He put it away well, you know, and he batters at home when it when it has to. But I think it's two goals he's on so far. So maybe I hope there's more goals in him. You know? Yeah, I think I think Martin's done well with his. We, we, I know we spoke and everyone spoke about how. Well, we actually did like transfer wise in January. What he's done well is he's sort of created this. I know Al said earlier about sort of the ability to chop and change. He's proper created that big man, small man sort of up front with a few different combinations. Obviously, bringing in Uche and Hugo yeah. as well, and then having Davis and Harris at times as well. He's really created that big man, small man up front. And obviously, having the ability to swap them all around is good in terms of it's the competition of it all, isn't it? I think a couple of times you look at Kiefer when he was here at the start of the season, it was the dire contrast where when he was fit, it was him and that was sort of it type of thing, wasn't it really? But now we're in a position where we've got four or five. Yeah. If you're counting, Collins is not really getting a look in. It's on the whole up front this season, we've had 
the numbers. So obviously that goes back to this whole question then of in the summer, how do we go about trying to keep that sort of number up there with what we got in terms of money? Obviously that's a that's what we'll find out when it comes to the summer. But yeah, who stays, who goes is up in the area, I suppose. But what yeah. a, what what about the big man? What about Big Piazzo? I mean, I, I personally I personally say I I I'd be more than happy to 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 sign him on. I, I love his um I love his identity with the fans and um you know it, there's a kind of there seems to be a warmth about him, never mind the physical presence. I just think um you know he's 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 a Leo Fortune West of the future, isn't he? You know, I mean, he's he's got he's got it all going from. I I really like the guy. There's a picture of him today, Ben, in, in um online, and um, man, it, you know, is he, he, he just happened to be from the side? This this sounds a bit of a weird comment. His leg muscles are just ridiculous. You know, he's so big and powerful. Um, you know, and he puts himself about and they, very lucky on the weekend. I thought on two occasions, it two great strikes, nothing wrong with either of them, battered them a goal and there were two good saves. What, what's, what's your thoughts on Uche, Uche or, uh, or Jordan, if there was a choice between the be- other two, Ben? I'd say Jordan Hugo personally, because some things that Uche does annoys me a few times. There was one against Huddersfield. Um, I think we were two, one down at the time. It was the last few moments. He took it down beautifully. He held the ball up with his, physical presence on the pitch he passed to I think it must have been Mark Harris and then he looked for the overlap down the wing and you were just thinking get yourself in the box but I I love him personally you saw against Barnsley put his f- physical attributes out there to get the goal which was actually a goal a big win was. Back. Mm. massive win as well that kind yeah. of got the ball rolling a bit more took us away from the relegation zone um, Hugo I love as well they both just offer two different ways of playing up top and I think they're two very good options I like Uche though I think um guys it's a difficult one if you had to I love choose- watching them play you know I just I just I just love watching them play for Cardiff City and I just enjoy it you know and you say, <laughs> say about the go on no, sorry, ben, go. You, say, you say about the connection he has with the fans Uche mm. the second he scores he's doing the Ayatollah straight away that's the first thing he thinks yeah. he's like how can I get the fans even more on my side he's just scored <laughs> And straight away, he's just running over to the fans, yeah. going ballistic, doing the Ayatollah. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I we went said, we, said for years, we? we said for years, it doesn't take much to get us on side. No, really no, not you really. Know, just <laughs> chase a few lost causes, okay? React to the fans. What was noticeable, um, Doyle, on the, I think, on the weekend, he was trying to get the fans going. Yeah. You know, he's doing old raised hands and whatever. A little bit of interaction like that, that's all it takes for us to... to for a player to become a fan's favourite, if you don't react with or don't interact with the fans, then people aren't, you know, they're, they're, they're not really going to warm to you in the same sort of way. Steve Morrison was saying a really good point though about uh, about Jordan Hugelow. Um, Whatever he's been, whoever he's played alongside has always been the top scorer for their for, for their club. Well, that makes sense. So there we go. He might not yeah. have a great scoring. He's record. a good target man. He holds the ball up well. Uh, he's, I think he's been fantastic. I think he's a, a very underrated. Mm. Um, as far as Uche is concerned. I didn't know he had that in his locker that he did the, the sort of the, the the curling shot on the weekend. Yeah, um, I actually thought it was one of his best, but notwithstanding he didn't score, I thought it was, it was one of his best performances he, this season. On the basis of it being a nil-nil and not being a great game, I I have actually said for me, he probably was my candidate for man of the match. Actually, he did. I think he did really, he did really well, Steve. Um, and a few people like I'd seen on Twitter on Saturday night, there's a bit of conversation going on. You know, would you offer him a deal? Um, and a couple of people, so he offers so much of a, a different outlet um, that even if it's just 
for that impact sub, I mean, it's not an 11 side game anymore, is it? You know, even if you just had someone coming on for the last quarter of an hour, yeah. and I always say, you know, he's the last player you want to be playing against. You're, you're a centre-half, right? You're not the quickest. You're, you're, you're shattered at the end of a game, and then they wheel him on. <laughs> just, yeah. You just don't want to be marking him, too. The one yeah. player, and, and, you know, Sean Morrison said, didn't he? Or Sean Morrison said, Steve Morrison, if there's one centre-forward I hated playing when he was at Wickham, uh, and that against Wickham rather that that was him. So I I definitely I'd love to have the opportunity to keep them both here. Yeah. Um, I I think I think you know and I don't I don't imagine he'd be on huge money. I I, I think he's the kind of guy who might you know I think I think I think he almost seems to be sending out the signals. You know? I think the biggest testament to them though is a case of Kiefer who isn't it? No one yeah. no one mentions Kiefer more anymore. No. So it's, it's great. Well done to them. Um, a couple of other things I wanted to mention to you. I'll say it to you, Al, because this is like, you know, um, weird comments about football stuff. Uh, again, um, two things. Firstly, and I'll come to James and Ben on this on the second one a bit more, but um, it struck me firstly that Potts, the right wing back for Preston, he was given all the room in the world, you know. He had so much space at times. It was, what's going on? Yeah, I don't I don't quite know what's going, going on there. Maybe, I don't know whether it's because Doughty didn't have his best match. Maybe mm. he got away from him, but just mm. so much space. Yeah. And the second one, which is, um, you know, I mean, I, I like I like left-footed players on the left and right-footed players on the right, so they can put a good cross in. I'm quite old-fashioned in that way. But one thing I, I never understand with City, um, and most sides seem to do it, is when there's a corner, why, why don't we leave Isaac Davis up front? He's so fast. He, know. M- m- you know, man for man, he'll do pretty well any defender in this division for pace. Why don't we just leave him up there? Because every time there's no one there, just come straight back, you know? I don't, we, I don't um, know, you know. Ben, ben mentioned earlier about um, Neil Etheridge's distribution, okay? It, I struggle to remember the last time. Smithies, you always think he's going to do a quick throw, and he never does. He's cut down recently, hasn't it. he? Yeah. You know? And I always think, just risk it, you know, just, just go for it. Even if just going to belt it up front, up top, like you say, just give it a go. You've got Isaac Davis up there and you use his pace. Yeah. Watch, um, I'll come to, to, to the youth of today, you know. <laughs> uh, James, any thoughts on that? Leaving, leaving someone like Isaac Davis? I mean, he's about four foot one, you know. Leave him up front. He's fast as hell. You know, when there's a, and then when the ball gets away, we might have a chance. Thing is, when the, when the teams are coming so much, so many players forward, half the half the pitch is open, isn't it? You just knock it into a space yeah, and let them run. Yeah, the, he's a way. was a good he's example. Bagan just knocked it into a space down the wing, and obviously I know the QPR players obviously fallen over, but his pace just gets just picks it up and he just runs with it. And he's so fast, it's ridiculous on the ball and off the ball. He's shown that in the goal he scored against Preston the first time in the FA Cup. The first time when he picks up the ball, runs the pace inside and, and scores. It's just it, it is. It's such a weird one because it's like almost too easy to. When you look at it, you just, as a fan, you stand in the crowd, you're thinking, just do it. But I think it just seems too easy, doesn't it? it seems like a bit of a hack, if anything, because he's that fast and he probably should use it more than we do. But no, he's he's impressed me with with how he's been in terms of that pot. I know he's been quite a, a good player. I think he's definitely improved since Lowe's come in. He's a decent uh, player. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he possibly made Doughty look perhaps worse than Doughty was. Yeah. Like you're saying. He he was up against someone very 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 good player, um, yeah. and he wasn't doubt he wasn't able to go on the front foot in the same way that we've seen Bacon go on the front foot because he was up against someone obviously with an awful lot of talent, and it, I suppose it just went against him a little bit. Feel sorry for him um, coming up against against a player uh, that sort of ability. But they had a few they had a few stand up performers all over the pitch. Like Johnson seemed to be a good player as Johnson's well. Decent archers archers not bad. Yeah, I, I quite like the big lad in central defence as well. I didn't catch his name, but I thought he was he was he was a good player. Yeah. I thought about the cramp towards the end. And the fact, you know, we we 
we've looked at some of their players. Um, I go back to what I was saying right at the start. I, in retrospect, the point was good. Um, and I'm, I'm happy with yeah. it. I mean, a few, few, a couple of months ago, we were, we'd have been crying out. We'd have been crying out for a nil nil, wouldn't we? Feel like we're taking nil nil all day long. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Ben? On, on leaving, leaving, you know, leaving one player up the pitch, a fastest player, your you smallest, fastest player up the pitch when there's a corner, just so there's something to get the ball to. I think, I think we have to do that. Obviously, not don't have to, but I think it's a very good idea. There's so much room every time the opposition has a corner. And like like Al said there, why not just risk it? Because the chances are, if it goes out, we'll just have a goal kick and boot up there anyway. Just take it quickly. And Isaac Davis, like you've all said, he's absolutely rapid. He's so fast. If you get to the defender, you can either blizz past him one way or he can cut inside onto his right and just curl it into the top corner. I think he's such a skillful player and on the ball, he's amazing. So just get him out wide or up there kick it from a corner and you, you'll probably see a goal go in because he is that good when he's up against the defender. I think it's something you have to start considering soon. Do you, do you think there's any any mileage as well in, you know, they talk about with Mark Harris and obviously, I don't think the Welsh squad's been named yet, has it? It's been named this week sometime, I think for that game, I think, I think it is. We were saying Mark Harris are probably, I heard, a, um, a, a, I think it might have been Danny Gabbard on some of this, one of the pro footballers on the weekend saying, he reckons Mark Harris will, will probably get, you know, probably be in the Welsh squad because he can play wide. But I, I think just, maybe, maybe just time has got to come. What, what do you think of that, Al? Do you I, I, just, I just, I just think that I don't think he's going to be introducing new players in where for that bigger game, they, yeah, for this sort of game. Um, Isaac Davis will have it, no doubt, will have his chance. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think Paige will probably think now is not the time. Um, do, you, do you think he can play wider? Do you think Isaac could play could play wide, like you know, wide left or something like that? Use his pace. Yeah, way. I mean, he could, he could, yeah, he can, he can run a defence ragged, can't he? But I don't think I was surprised when Harris got the call up last time. But I think, notwithstanding that Isaac Davis is getting the nod over Harris for City, I think Paige will probably stick with the squad. If that makes any sense, yeah. the, the players who've been there with him, you know, Caldwell and and and, and Harris. But um, no, Isaac Davis got a heck of a future as as underlined by the club sort of you know they're pinning Even him down yeah. yeah he's going elsewhere at least we're going to get a couple of quid for him yeah and of course Carwell's also been been um uh signed up for the future as well and then uh, this week of course young Denham uh, has, has, has yeah. got his contract as well and ever since that Liverpool game I don't think he's been out the squad actually I think he's been on the bench just about you know just about every game is he related to this might be a really stupid question does anybody know is he related to Mark Dan- Denham no, at the club he's not I've thought okay. about this before. He's not. I think he's from he's from up in North England somewhere. I think he was at Manchester United as a youngster. As okay. A youngster, and he came down. So it's like this, he was sort of in that crop of him and Bagan where they sort of were taken out of their their youth yeah. teams. Obviously, Bagan yeah. and Southampton and come down. But that Liverpool game, I tweeted about it at the time because I thought that they, like, for him to come in on that day and play as well as he did, I think oh, he yeah. said in the in they interviewed him obviously today after the contract and he said he only knew an hour and a half before the game started. So for him to come in and play as well as he did on the day was mental. And like you said, Steve, I don't think he has been out of the squad. He's been on, granted whether that's because Morrison and Nelson, the likes of them are injured, mm. but he's been in there. And, I, and I'd have no doubt if anyone else was to get injured, that he'd be able to go in and do a job straight away if he needed to play. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at some point, maybe before the end of the season, I'll have maybe, um, let's say, sort of Mark McGuinness needing a rest. I thought, I, I like Mark McGuinness again on the weekend, by the way, I'm warming to him all the time. But, you know, if he was to give him a rest or, or even, I suppose, NG on the other side, then he'd slip in there easily wouldn't he yeah I mean we're adopting these kids from the academy as one of our own if you like you know even though yeah. like James said you know they're not local boys but we kind a song of, about that 
Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so we, we kind of adopt those. Um, but it goes back to Joe Ledley the week before last. He was saying, you know, the reason that we've and we've been we bang on about it all the time. You know, you've got the youngsters coming through with you know friends and family around in the area, people who, who know them. You know, it's, it's we get that Cardiff City identity again. Okay, it doesn't feel like we've got you know wage mercenaries coming in. The likes of Bakuna, for example, who just here for a couple of quid. Um, Steve Morrison said, if someone just wants them wants money, then we're the wrong place for them. Um, and I think you can feel that amongst the fans. Um, there is a feel good factor despite our, you know, our lowly position. Um, and I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to next season. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things to say on that. Really, one is um, you know because there's no money around. There's, there's just certainly no more money at our club than any, any other club no. in yeah. the championship. Um, you know, we've already got those kids in the bank. We already know they can do it. They're all they're already playing at, at that level. So that's 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 quite a kind of secure thing. And the other side part of it is, is as well, excitingly, I'll look into the future, you know, two or three years down the line, when Wales are playing, there's gonna be a fair few Cardiff City players in that. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's it's fantastic. I mean <laughs> They're laying the foundations, isn't he? I, I, I put this to Steve Morrison, really, and put down to him and, and, and Hudson, you know, and, and Tom Rapsett. They're, they're laying great foundations at the club and and, and all credit to them what they've been doing. Um, and they, they've really got... Let's not forget how what position McCarthy left us in, you know? And let's not forget... I know people don't like when I say it, you know... Yeah. Some of the wages that that Warnock left us with, you know, and we've had to get rid of we've had to get rid of an awful lot of high earning players um, to get to where we are now. You you hear about players going by mutual consent. We've had to pay off quite, you know, your likes of Tomlin, for example. We've had to pay that pay those guys off, and hopefully now, you know, it's it, it it's going to be a buyer's market, isn't it? And it's what I've said this before. It's all very well. That's good. Oh, I hope we can get so and so. Well, no, so and so needs to want to come and play for Cardiff City. Yeah. That's my that's my big thing. If you don't want to play for Cardiff City, then we'll go and get someone who does. And we've got a crop of youngsters who do want to play for Cardiff City who've signed their futures to us. So, you know, brilliant. Yeah, I'm that's exciting. Right. I've never been this positive about Cardiff City. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think I think with some positivity is, is uh, you know, very welcome, isn't it? Because it's been, it's been a turgid season for, for a long part of the season. Totally wasted, wasted season. Um, I'll come to you um, firstly, uh, Ben, on this one. Um Who's, who's your best best front two for Cardiff City at the moment? Who would you start with? Oh, I actually don't know. Genuinely. I haven't got a clue. There's so many options now. You have so many options up top. I'd say... It's weird, isn't it? We didn't, we didn't see that one coming, did we? It's mad, because like, yeah. like James said earlier on in the show, it was either Kiefer Moore or no one. Yeah, yeah. But one thing is, it has to be, I think, uh, Hugo at top, switch it with Uche for the last 20, because like you said earlier, the second Uche comes on, there's the, the defender just can't handle it. We saw it against Barnsley. They just can't handle it. So in terms of top two, I don't know, really. It's difficult. It's, we've got so many options now. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like, who's the, who's the best Who's the best five to put in the starting 16, if you, if you like? You know, it's, it's great. I'll, should I put it a different way? Who, who would you... No, I'll put it the same way. Al, who's your, who's your best two? Friend? Who would you start with? As he has been doing. Exactly as he's been doing. Isaac Davis. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hugel's been brilliant since since he's come. So Hugel and Davis, basically, yeah? Yeah, but I would do... 
like uh, Morrison has shown, you know, like when he, when he when he hauled off Waters, you know, after thirty odd minutes, you know, he's shown us a squad game. Um, mm. As long as we've got a good four, if you like, within the squad, um, yeah, let's, let's, I'm I'm happy starting with those two. I like Isaac Davis. I think there's a lot more to come from him as well. I think he improves game on game. Um, yeah, I just think he's. It's in most improved players wrong, isn't it? Because he's only just come in. Um, but young player, if you like, if you're going to a young player of the season, then Isaac Davis all day long for me. I think, I think going back to what Smith Ben said earlier, uh, one of the first things I liked about Isaac Davis, I think even before he'd scored, actually, was uh, his um, just ability to chase the lost cause. You know, just uh, you know, a player would play in the air for a goal kick, he'd be straight in there, he'd make something happen. You know, he just he had that he had that kind of will to win about him, which was great. I think. I think before the end of the season, something's going to come. He, 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 if you notice, he, he um, closes down on the keeper every single time. Yeah, he, yeah. I think something's going to come of that. Um, close on the weekend, but that. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, the opposition keepers haven't been watching that, he might catch them a cropper early doors in the game. I think. Um, but yeah, I think something might come of it. What about you, James? I think Hugo's a definite. I think if you look at the fours, if you look at Hugo, Harris, Ukpiatsu, and. Um... Michael Davis, you look at those four, I think Hugo probably would offer the least coming off the bench, if that makes sense. I think Davis and Harris just press, obviously Davis is bombing, Harris is a presser when he comes on, he just hounds and presses, and Nick Piazza is so strong. So I think Hugo's the main one. And I'd, I'd say Davis, but I wouldn't be object to having Harris play there when, because like, like we said, obviously he's not prone to want to change it. He will change it all over the park. So, and he has that ability to do so, like he will start, there's no doubt from now to end of the season, all four of those will probably get a start somewhere and they will. It's just the way he chops and changes. But I think for me, Hugo and Davis works the best. And then, like we said before, beforehand, we'd have no one to bring on. But the, the ability to bring on the players we can now is, is, is pretty impressive. And then it's just a the hope then that we can get those players back or similar players to do the same thing next season. Because that's the key now, isn't it? I think we're going to be operating on a pretty pretty low, pretty tight budget, but we've shown in previous years, you look at the squad we had on Saturday, how many of those players are either loans or came for nothing? And Jim Wentzel came for nothing, didn't they? It's just looking for the right players. They're out there. you just got to find them. We've had interesting questions come in from, from Jeremy Williams online. I, I, we've had quite a few, I, so I'm not ignoring the one that he mentioned about the, the um, donations for Ukraine as well. Um, so Oh, yeah, we should mention that. 4,700, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'll read, I'll read that. Um, the, as we were going in, it was great. There was a Ukrainian lady actually with a bucket stopped me on the way in, and uh, I said, oh, oh, yeah. "I said, oh look, I said I'm really, really sorry." She said, "I said I'm really, really sorry. I said I'm going to change," and she said to me, <laughs> "She said it's not your change I want." She said, "It's your notes," <laughs> <laughs> and I nice. thought, you know, it was just absolutely yeah. brilliant, you know, and yeah. So that was that was fantastic. They're out again tomorrow night, apparently. So Wednesday night against Stoke. Um, they're up there. So, so sorry, Jeremy, that I didn't read your, your long post earlier. Um, but he's coming up with another one here. Um, how can the support build a better relationship with the club's management next season? Um, which is an interesting one. Um, but I think they've already made massive steps there. I, I don't know, the boys might know more about this than me, but their social media has changed completely. Um, in the, in the, in the last couple of months, so McCarthy's gone. Um, who's ever doing now like the Twitter account, for example, it's a completely different makeup. Um, really, really, really good. What what's what's gone on there um, behind the scenes? Um, and they're talking about supporters and and demand, if you like, for tickets. Uh, Canton Stand has sold out already for Swansea game, which is pretty. You know, it's, it's pretty good going, isn't it? Well, two or three weeks um, down the line, 
Um, I tried to get a ticket in there for, for one of my mates, couldn't get a ticket. Um, so not, not very often that happens. So, you know, even though you know, the, some of the games are a dead rubber for the rest of the season, obviously we're all looking forward to that Swansea game for whatever reason. We've got a different reason. Um, but I think the club of... <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Um, but the club of um, the, the club are making good efforts there, aren't they? Um, getting getting Evan back on board. But, yeah, um, and uh, the, the other game I, I suppose we've got a really looking forward to for slightly different reasons is the Reading game away. I mean that that that's still 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 a big game. To bring in James and Ben actually on the point that that, that Al made because you're both studying sports journalism. Um, James, if I ask you first, is Al onto something there? Have, have you noticed a trend in the kind of change in the nature of the social media kind of output from the club? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely changed. I think in terms of the relationship between the fans and the team itself, I think the team has the, or sorry, the club has more of a precedence on how that comes forward than the fans do, because we ultimately can't do all too much to get closer, can we, other than support a team like we do. But I think mm. even little things like uh, trading footage videos are, completely different makeup and you see more, you know, it's just more of it and more close of it, like hearing the players speak and seeing the relationship between the players. Like it brings, it brings all of us happiness seeing players having a laugh on a training pitch and seeing players smile and stuff. And even little things like different graphics on stats and better things, just everything about it seems different and more engaging. And that's, that's where it starts. And then the next part then you have to look at is what I mentioned earlier about Tommy Doyle getting the crowd is those players that are coming in, the younger players, etching themselves in our minds straight away and you got Uche like Ryan Wintle saying he's doing the eyes hollow around the training ground like all the time every time he scores like random things like that like hearing little nuggets like that and hearing things that we don't get to see is what brings us closer and long may that continue from the club I suppose. How about you Ben because you, you've sort of probably had a bit of a connection have you with the club I guess? Um, I've, I've heard bits and pieces I haven't, I haven't got a connection with Cardiff City unfortunately. No, not yet. If, if they're looking, I'm sure. Ben Thomas, third year, graduating soon. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the social media it's got a lot better over the last few <clears throat> over the last few months, and that's something in today's day and age that they need they needed to improve on. When you saw a loss coming through a few months ago, there was always going to be something at the admin, and it was just from my my opinion personally, it was just such a boring, such a boring Twitter, even. Just uh, every social media account of Cardiff City was just dull. I didn't like looking at it. But over the last few months, like James said, they've had training videos go out. They had a, a challenge with, um, I think it was Ruben Colwell and James Collins. I think so. Yes, just yeah, just that. Just seeing bits like that in training, it allows you to see the players' personalities come through. And then on the pitch, it just creates more of a bond. Social media is such a big thing in today's day and age. I'm a I'm an admin for a club myself, and the more you put out about the players, and the fans learn, it's just the relationship between the fans and the players and the whole club in itself. It's just going to build and get stronger, and on the pitch, that's just going to go forward, and it'll it'll just help us 100% going forward into the future. And I know they've got a lot, a lot more planned. Um, I've heard some things that the social media will continue to grow at Cardiff City, yeah. and I think the fans are going to are going to like it over the next few months because they are building something special beyond the scenes. With the greatest respect, yes. respect to your, your, your likes of Warnock and McCarthy, social media is something perhaps that they're not, they're not interesting because they don't really understand it. Um, you know, Morrison is the lower end of the age bracket whereby he'll he'll get what it's all about, I think. Uh, and like you say, it is vitally important. You can say, uh, you know, 
anyone can say, oh, yeah, I don't agree with Facebook. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. Okay. But in the, the, the modern day running a football club, you might not like it, but you have to engage with it in order to get the youngsters on board. And that was a great thing on, on, on Saturday, something we haven't mentioned yet. It was the promoting the, the women's game on Saturday. And if you notice, the five or six um, mascots were all girls. Um, as, you, as they ran out, the Guard of Honor were all from a girls' football team. So they had, oh, the, yeah. return, they had the return of the flags. Okay, yeah. and we were talking about it in the game. I said, yeah. you know, if you bring a, a five, six, seven-year-old little girl or little boy down to Cardiff City a couple of times, they'll get hooked. Okay, because yeah. that's what that's how we got involved when our respected parents or whoever. Okay, if you don't do that, by the time you're 12, 13 and you've got a local kids, so he just thinks football is watching Liverpool, Man United on Sky. He's not really that interested in going to see Cardiff City. So you know, I'm not saying the club have got responsibility, but again, it's not rocket science. Get the kids on board. Give away free tickets to the schools. And that's a huge, huge thing. Um, you know, there shouldn't be empty seats. When you could go to every junior school in Cardiff and the surrounding valleys, and you could say, well, here we are. Here's 30, 30 free t- tickets. We've got loads of space. Um, why not do it? They've got to bring, the, bring mums and dads with them. They've Even the ones them. in the rain at the front where you get wet, you know. Well, there we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the way everyone starts, isn't it? What I'm saying is that they, they, they get to spend money, okay? Um, you know, when 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 they've got the shirts at the end of the season, you know, um, just give away stuff. You know, You're spot on. Alan. I'm kidding. I, well, I think so. I, I, yeah. We know it works. We know it works. Um, and I'm sure there must be someone better than us who will know it works as well. I, I think I'm right in saying that. Um, that the uh, city, the the women's team, I think they, have they made the Welsh Cup final? Is that right? Yeah, they, they did four three. three. Who did they beat? Sorry, Swansea. Yeah. Oh, who did they beat? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Alza. No, I'm what not what were they called? The team they beat again? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need to say it again. We'll see. They called Swansea. Can't believe you beat me to it. Yeah. Yeah. See them in a couple of weeks anyway, won't we? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Well done to them, and, and good luck. So just to say, um, just a couple of things to mention. Um, First, I come to you, uh, Ben. Uh, you know, without going into great detail, because obviously it's legal matters going on. But um, the, the good good news that the Sam Hammam um, uh, you know, agreement appears to have taken place, and that's at least one thing which has been uh, put to rest. So, um, I guess you were pleased about that. Yeah, it's obviously something that's been going on for a long time, hasn't it, with Cardiff City? It's always that thing that's at the back of everyone's minds. Well, it's always something that crops up every now and then, just to get something done with it and behind us going forward it's just a positive thing to just get rid of i think it needs to be resolved something needs to happen with it as soon mm. as possible and finally something's happened and it's just going to create more positivity around the club which will build onto the pitch and of course um uh, james sam Hamam, you know the, the kind of sam Hamam era if you like at, at cardiff city i'm guessing was fairly well before your time but you're aware of the, aware of his presence and some of his antics yes definitely i think you obviously you look you look back to when it first all came about he was a bit of a character coming in wasn't he but the only thing you can attribute him to for the club i suppose is the rise that we had when we first happened was largely down to him so well, people, um, there are a lot of people who loved loved him you know yeah and he, loved was, him. he was engaging to the to the maximum i think the leads the leads uh clips show that brilliantly mm. don't they but no i think for, from obviously he left quite a long time ago now, but since then it's been a lot, for a lot of fans discontent at points. I think, like Ben said, you know, there's been a few little things. The only thing that can stunt what's been proven at the club at the moment is the little things like that. So I suppose it's just something to sort of yeah. get out of the way, get off your mind, <clears throat> and just try and focus on the on pitch matters really. But yeah, 
I'm I'm without going into any details at all, and of course, there's two there's two other cases which are yeah, in the yeah, so yeah, Michael, The sooner they're sorted, the better, really, isn't it? Yeah, former director Michael Isaacs is still um, taking the club in town to to court over share issue, and obviously we've got the um, the, the, the Salah court cases as well. Uh, yeah. What with them? I think you know Sam and Mam gone back there, and you know, he still got his supporters within with within the, the fan base. Um, you know, make no mistake about it. There's still some people who who, who still back him. Um, but I think the great, the, the best thing now, like the boys just said, put it behind us now. And um, thank Sam Haman for what he did back, you know, and got us that promotion team when when we went up at the, pl- the playoffs against QPR. Um, but he's no longer relevant to, to modern day in today's Cardiff City, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, thank him for for what happened. Now let's move forward. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad that he won't have an impact now. And um, we don't know the terms of the settlement, other than he's given up his life presidency or rights to life presidency. Um, that in itself was, you know, says quite a lot, I suppose. Um, we'll, we'll hopefully never know. Um, I saw Wales Online was speculating today, saying we understand it's not, it's up the lower end of the settlement scale. Well, come on, how are they going to know? It's just, yeah. Well, we no. we we certainly won't be won't be uh, making any guesses in in that direction. But no, it, it, it's good good news. It, it t- yeah. tied the more things are tidied up at the club, you know, uh, with, with the least impact possible on the club, the better. Going back to earlier with the strikers, by the way, we mentioned Hugo Harris, Ekpiazzo, and Davis. But there's also, of course, Colwell and Collins, and then behind them you've got Zimber and Crowell. You know, so the stuff. Yeah, and Waters when he comes back too. Just yeah. he's injured at the moment. I mean, you yeah, know, nine names again. Yeah. Again, I know he took him off, but he wasn't really really critical of him afterwards. And he said, "Look, no. you know, Morrison put his arm around him afterwards and said, you know, he, he was expecting to for him to make uh, to have a reaction to being dragged off, and unfortunately, yeah. obviously, he was um, he, he was injured. So you know, he's there as well, and he's contracted. Um, yeah, hopefully, some look on that." So we'll see what happens with him. And of course, you know, if with some of these uh, lone players, uh, as as and when they return to their clubs, and obviously he, he comes back into the picture, future with James Collins, I, I don't know. I don't know where, how, how that's going to work out. Talking about James Crowell, of course, um, Joel Colwell, uh, Kian Ashford and James Crowell, all in the Welsh under-18s. So uh, more good news again, James, with more, more youngsters coming through. You know, the future looks really, really shiny, doesn't it? Looking, looking really good. Yeah, no, I think I've seen a couple of tweets, Ben, you've probably, everyone's probably seen them. As a list, so the, you look at the list of the young players that we've got in the club at the moment, both in and out on loan at the moment is is brilliant. Obviously, Denham, Davis, Carl will also sign new contracts. Another one that goes under the radar that I think could be big in the next couple of years is James Connolly at Bristol Rovers. Yeah. He went there in yeah. January and he's played game after game after game. And that's another one of the good little things with the social media is every week is a little sort of jokey message about how he's playing for Bristol Rovers again and again. And there, they've gone from what was yeah. an awful season to promotion pushing now and he's one that you know looks like a proper leader at the only age of 20 and that's obviously players that are out you look at the likes of Ashford and obviously Colwell's brothers a few that are they're still quite young some of these boys obviously the like another likes of Colwell Joel Colwell uh, have started to push into the end of 23s out of the 18s now so yeah. but there's a few really good players even the likes of um, Jai Semenya who came on at Liverpool at the right back yeah. you yeah. could argue a case looking at under 23 squad players both in the club out on loan now that there's one in each position that could, you know, yeah. if we have injury problems to go straight in. Kieran, Ev- Kieran Evans over in, in Northern Ireland, uh, Linfield, you know, that, that's a hard, you know, they say the standard's not as good, okay, but that's a hard, that's a proper man's football, if it makes any sense. Um, so I think he's he's one that a lot of people have been going on about for an awfully long time. And I think what they thought is we'll leave him over there to the end of the season, um, get a good pre-season behind him. And I think he's got a lot, 
uh, another one with a, with a great future. I can't believe how much we've turned it around, how much the club have turned around with the youngsters. Because it wasn't long ago, we were looking down the road, weren't we, going, oh, well, they've got a great academy. Where are our youngsters? Um, and now it's sort of, there's a lot of discontentment down that end. Worm has turned. Well, I, th- I think that conversation last year, I remember we, was, uh, uh, we had Pete Bradbury on, and he always used to go back to the same thing about Kyrie, didn't he, about getting these yeah. young players and always going to Swansea. And that was literally a year ago. And obviously this year, then we've had the likes of Colwell and Isaac Davis, the main two. But then even Mark Harris, we've had in the club for quite a while, he starts to play. And then yeah, the 23s go on this brilliant 12-match winning run. And there's more looking, people are looking more at them and then players on low. And it's just the way it's changed is unbelievable, really. It's just how far can we take it now? And who better to take it forward than Morrison and Ramasur, really, I think. An interesting point that Morrison said, you know, Purse, the, the results since Darren Purse has come in haven't been as good, but they're not interested. They just said, we don't care. You know, we don't care the results aren't as good. Um, they're playing a Cardiff City style of football. And also, he's lost loads of his players to the first team. Well, yes, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get better than that, can you really? Or out on loan. Yeah, you yeah. can't get better than that. Um, yeah. I, the, the future's bright. And, you know, like I said, I can't believe how quickly we've turned it around because we used to be looking down the road saying, how are they doing it and we're not? Um and I wouldn't mind betting there's a lot of them. I know the bit green with envy probably look at our system at the moment saying, well, how are Cardiff City doing all this? And we're not because we were a Premier League club. We should have all this. The problem being is obviously they, they lost an awful lot of money, which they then they withdrew it from their academy. And we talked about this again over the past couple of seasons. You know, the many when they were a Premier League club down there, they had a lot of money going to the academy. The, the first cuts that were made were made with their academy. And we were talking about previously where, you know, some of their players had to turn up with their own packed lunches and all sorts of stuff. And I was just, you know, I was saying I'd loving it, but you know, I was loving it. That's great, isn't it? You know, there we go. And I wanted to know what was in the pack lunch, you know, where <laughs> I was in there, yeah. Kit Kat, maybe I'm not sure. Listen, uh, we got uh, Stoke, Stoke on, on Wednesday. Should we whiz around for a quick uh, prediction on that? Talking about Joe Allen, of course. Um, I think I've got a couple, one or two decent players, Stoke, as well, actually. So, um, Ben, what's your fancy? What's your reckon? I'm going to say a 1 1. Okay, James. I'm going to go with something similar to the Derby game a couple of weeks ago. It's going to be a tough game, but I think we're going to edge it. So I'm just going to go with maybe a 1-0 or a 2-1, but I'm going to say 1-0 win. Oh. Very quickly, the last comment, and then I'll go on to mine from um, Mark Pontin, obviously who joined us previously, and thanks Hi, again. Mark. Um, Mark said, it'll be interesting to see how Stoke line up against us on Wednesday. Uh, Preston matched our lineup. Uh, teams are now figuring out our shape. Remember McCarthy put five at the back. We went on that winning run, but as soon as other teams worked it out, it became ineffective. Let's hope that doesn't happen again with this setup. It's an interesting one. I think we'll win 2-1. Thanks a lot, guys. The Cardiff City Show on GTFM is sponsored by Moonerums, your local personal injury solicitors. Get in touch by calling Cardiff 02920 483 615. That's Cardiff 02920 483 615.